Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, whatever part of the day you're in. I sure do appreciate you joining me. Hope it gets you through a little bit of whatever you're in, right? Dishes, laundry, conference period, lunch, driving from or to work. You know, sit on the porch for a little bit. Like I have one puppy dog. No kitty cats. And I apologize again if my voice is a little off. Still, just not quite a hundred percent, but better. Just the first hint of coolness early in the mornings these days. It feels like. And I'm fairly certain there's some wood smoke wafting along. Other than that, we get going. Well, no, I can't without telling y'all, those of y'all that continue to share the podcast and to help it to grow. Which it seems to almost constantly, and I'm humbled by and shocked by. Thank you so much. And thank you, Lord, for time to sit here and talk, and for the people that listen and share it, and for the hope, the hope that we can climb our way out of this still. So one of the things, and I just, <laughs> you know, I get a lot of good feedback from y'all, but of course, especially as the podcast grows, I, I start to get some pretty negative too, and a comment I got recently was uh, pretty negative toward getting back to God as the solution to our problems. And one thing out of this comment that I got, you know, getting back to God isn't going to magically fix everything, and it's not going to make everything easier, folks, by any means. But if we don't recenter our individual lives and our nation on God, there is no fixing the problem because then we're doing, we're just treating the symptoms or trying to and really doing a pretty miserable job at it, right? Because you can't really treat the symptoms. Excuse me. I mean, you can, but that doesn't fix the underlying cause. It's like if you've got, you know, dietary problems with your diet, your stomach's upset, or if, if you've got, Whatever disease it is that you have, you know, a virus or bacterial infection, you know, broken bone and pain. We can treat the symptoms. You can treat the pain. You can treat the upset stomach. You can treat the sniffling nose, the sore throat. But if all you're doing is just treating that part, You're not really treating the underlying cause. And the underlying cause today for everything, 
absolutely everything. You can take any subject where we're struggling goes back to God. That doesn't mean it, it, it's not more nuanced than that, folks. That doesn't mean it's it's not a, a complicated issue after that point. But if you don't have the foundation right, that's the problem. You know, we used to be able to disagree in this country on how to fix a problem, but the foundation was the same across the board, across races, across ethnicities, uh, across socioeconomic class, it always went back to the principles of Jesus Christ, the principles laid out in the Bible. Even for people that didn't choose to put their faith in Jesus Christ, it still went back to those core principles. And we don't have that today. And that's the problem. That, that's what I mean when I say everything goes back to God. It goes back to that core set. And you can take any problem from education to immigration to uh, LGBTQ to broken marriages, broken families, uh, critical race theory, identity politics, abortion, uh, failure of our other institutions outside of education, political, etc. All of it goes back to that, folks. Doesn't mean it's simple. Doesn't mean turning back to God is going to magically fix everything. Those of y'all out there and, and forgive me, I, I probably am preaching to the choir right now, but it really kind of made me sad when I saw this comment. Because, of course, it's not simple. Of course, it's complicated. But, but just like any other thing that we do in this life, and we acknowledge this, you know, athletics, we acknowledge it with profession. If you don't have a core, a solid foundation, you have nothing to build upon. Bible talks about this, actually, you know, the difference between building your house out of stone or, <clears throat> or hay or straw versus, and there's another parable that Jesus talked about, building your house on rock versus building it on sand. You know, and of course, with Jesus, when the waters came, the, the flood waters came, the house that was built on the rock, it stood. And the house that was built on sand, it collapsed and how great was it? its collapse? And that's where we are today. That's the point. We can't work on any of the rooms in the house in America today if we're not centered on our founding principles, which are the principles of Christ. So we're going to go back and talk about that. That I really didn't mean to get off on that. I apologize. That comment just kind of struck a chord with me, which is great. Uh, you know, the good and the bad comments. Uh, sometimes I get things back and I'm shocked at where it makes my brain turn. But, you know, if we're such a secular nation, if we've got to have God out of every facet of our public institutions, our public life, public policy, why have we, since our very foundation, required oaths to God specifically? And so uh, maybe two parts. We'll see how long this goes. I, I found quite a bit, which is, folks, anytime you think that, if you do, and y'all probably don't, because y'all are probably smarter than I am, but, and I, I'm, I don't mean that in jest. I, I really, a lot of y'all, a lot of y'all are probably a lot brighter, but sometimes I get the feeling, hey, we've looked at so much stuff. Surely we've got to be making a dent, but we're not, folks. We've been doing this for over a year, and and 
And almost every single episode, there's something new or a lot new every single time. There's so much that goes back to show that our country was founded on God and the principles of his son, Jesus Christ. Christianity, not Allah, not Buddha, not Hinduism, not atheism, not Mother Nature. God, the Father, of Jesus Christ, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So we're going to go through some of these oaths and uh, read a few sections. We're going to read some quite a bit of this. comes out of the Founder's Bible. Phenomenal resource if you don't have a copy. I... It's edited by Barton, I believe, David Barton, and uh, along with the Patriots Bible and the American God and Country Encyclopedia of Quotes, just absolutely phenomenal resource. I can't recommend it enough. You can get a copy on uh, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Powell's, any, any local bookstore that you have, they can order it, thrift books online as well. And I'm sure some others online whose names I forget right now. So this first little bit is an excerpt uh, from a section called So Help Me God. The traditional legal oath-taking process in America has followed the same general format for four centuries. One, raising the hand, the right hand. Two, saying, So Help Me God. Three, placing a hand on the Bible. And four, kissing the Bible after the oath. I think that fourth one's interesting because... As secular as we talk about this country, that's exactly what Washington, the first president, did. Much of this American oath-taking practice has its origin in the Bible. For example, in Genesis 26.3, God told Isaac. That one's kind of loud. For some reason, you know, this road isn't real close, but the noise is carrying well. For example, in Genesis 26.3, God told Isaac, I will establish the oath which I swore to your father Abraham. God used an oath. Concerning an oath, God declared, I also raised my hand in an oath. From Ezekiel 20.15, 23, 36.7, Psalms 106.26. The scripture further tells us that the Lord has sworn by his right hand. Isaiah 62.8. And when God's people were instructed about how to take an oath, they were told, You shall swear by his name. Deuteronomy 10.20 Which is what we do today when we use the phrase, So help me God. We get time, I'll read through the enlisted oath from the Marine Corps. And it, it has that in it. One thing, I read a, a line out of this excerpt. And I'm going to quote it, but it's a great point. And I think it's so often, you know, people often talk about, well, God's nowhere in the Constitution, which isn't exactly true because there's a lot of indirect references there talking about the Sabbath, the Holy, the Christian Holy Day, etc. But, uh, and that's certainly not true at all with the, with the Declaration of Independence. He's explicitly talked about their creator, providence, and, and those were direct references. But, You know, Christianity was so universal. Always go back to Coolidge's verbiage. That our founders, you know, when something is is universal, you don't think about that. It's kind of like imagine something today. Um, (laughs) Sadly, a a phone would probably, a, a smartphone would probably be pretty good, especially when you're talking to young people. 
you assume that they know how to use one already, right? You, you, for example, if you're telling somebody about an app to get, you don't tell them, well, you've got to push the button on the side for so many seconds and, and then it turns on and, and then you've got to put your code in and, and you have to use your finger to touch the pad and push these buttons, these numbers in the right order. And, and then you have to scroll. So you have to move your finger to the left or to the right to get to the app store. Uh, so you just go in and you, you tell somebody, you, you assume that they're familiar with it. You go, hey, you got to go to the app store and get this app. And you give them a name and that's about it. Christianity, and maybe that was a bad analogy, folks, but it's the one that popped in my head. Christianity was so, so permeated our society at the foundation that our founders couldn't imagine the need to explicitly talk about it often because everybody understood that the country was founded on the principles of Christ. There's a quote that I read recently. I think it was by Justice Joseph's story, but I can't remember for sure. And he talked about that and talked about that when the Constitution was written and the amendments, the Bill of Rights, that if if any of the people of that founding era had even begun to imagine that the First Amendment would be used to separate or to to bring down Christianity, to make it level with all other religions, they would have revolted. They would have said, no, we're not going to take part in this. Because they just assumed that the First Amendment was specifically talking about separation, equalization of the different denominations, meaning we're not going to favor one denomination over another and, and keeping the state from controlling the church, but never assuming that that meant it was going to keep faith out of public life. So we're going to read through a few examples of requirements early on, even before our nation was a nation. Connecticut's original 1639 legal code required that oaths swear by the great and dreadful name of the everlasting God. So help me God in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. When Connecticut thereafter periodically revised their oath laws, they retained that same general form, including the required use of so help me God. And these provisions were in effect both before and after the federal constitution was adopted. Georgia, talking about elected officials, judges, jurors, witnesses in a court case, were required to take the oath in the presence of Almighty God, so help me God. Had to take the oath on the Bible. And in their case, they had to specifically take it on the holy evangelists of Almighty God. And that meant the entire Bible, including the four Gospels in the New Testament. Uh, North Carolina. The party to be sworn to lay his hand upon the holy evangelists of Almighty God, and after repeating the words, So help me God, shall kiss the holy Gospels. <laughs> Could you imagine that today, folks, requiring the president or uh, a witness in a court case or the Supreme Court justice to kiss the Bible after they had given their oath? No, no, we're far too proud for that today. We don't need God anymore. and That would be too humiliating, too humbling. 
Virginia, whose law happened to be written by Thomas Jefferson, by the way, the great, supposedly great secularist. Every person shall take the following oath of office to know you shall swear, so help you God. And, and I'm sure there's a lot more. These were just some that out of that section from the Founder's Bible again. And we've talked about uh, Washington actually a few times here when he gave his oath of office for the first president with the Bible and then kissing the Bible at the end. And so here's some commentary. This is an interesting one, I thought, because you talk about the Constitution not having God in it. Five locations in U.S. Constitution addressed oaths to be taken by public officials and the Founding Fathers and those who framed the Constitution unanimously affirmed that the taking of any oath by any public official was always an inherently religious activity. So these are some of those quotes. James Madison, an oath the strongest of religious ties. Rufus King, signer of the Constitution. In our laws, by the oaths which they prescribe, we appeal to the Supreme Being, so to deal with us hereafter as we observe the obligation of our oaths. The pagan world were and are without the mighty influence of this principle which is proclaimed in the Christian system. Oaths in this country are as yet universally considered as, sacredly, as sacred obligations. That's from John Adams. John Witherspoon. An oath is an appeal to God, the searcher of hearts, for the truth of what we say and always expresses or supposes an imprecation of his judgment upon us if we prevaricate if we lie. An oath, therefore, implies a belief in God and in his providence, and indeed is an act of worship. In vows there is no party but God and the person himself who makes the vow. I wonder how that would change our actions, folks, if when we gave an oath, we could actually see God standing there beside us. Or when we sat down to talk to a friend, and tell them something, maybe something we heard earlier in the day or something somebody told us if God was sitting there by us, how that would affect what we said and the way we said it. I, just, I know it would for me often, sadly. Oliver Wolcott, the Constitution enjoins an oath upon all the officers of the United States. This is a direct appeal to that God who is the avenger of perjury. Such an appeal to him is a full acknowledgement of his being and providence. So he's saying there, folks, that not only when you give this oath are you appealing to God, but that, um, that appeal is, is a complete acknowledgement of God's being, that he exists, and his providence, his care of our nation, of our own personal lives. So these oaths, you know, not only 
does it just show that our country was founded in God and, and belief in God and reverence for God just by the fact that, that all these oaths go back to and Christianity again and again, folks, not, not anything else, not any other religion. Our founders did not believe in equality of religions at all, not even a little bit. Um, as, as that comment from, I'll have to go find that quote from Justice Story, but the, the founding generation would have revolted if they tried to lower Christianity to other religions. And again, I feel like I have to say this just because somebody out there is going to make some comment. And we'll come back. We'll do some more tomorrow, folks, or the next day at some point on this because there's a lot more. But you don't have to be a Christian to be an American. But our founders, you know, freedom of religion, they absolutely believed in. You have the right to believe in God, not to believe in God, to worship whatever God you, you believe in. But they knew again and again and again, they knew that if we didn't have the principles of God, the father of Jesus Christ, his son, as the bedrock of our country, it would fail. And that's the point. And that's what these oaths show yet again. I kept you all for too long, folks. I apologize. God bless you all. God bless your families. God bless America. We'll talk to you all again real soon. Looking forward to it.